Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two curious ladies on an adventure to learn more about cooking, cannabis, and the fine art of gluttony. Join us every 10 days or so as we get high and make our way through a recipe. Step inside and let the consumption begin. (laughs) In progress. Recording in progress, says our virtual recording assistant, Claudia. (laughs) Hi, Gretchen. Hi, Becca. How are you today? I'm good. It's November. We are well into the end of the year which is shocking 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 but to cope with that shock we're making something super cozy today and we did talk a lot about one of these ingredients and some of the recipes from our favorite Marcella Hazan in our Patreon so join our Patreon but we are going to make a bean soup today with a recipe from Marcella and bonus, 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 we're using a bean that was named after Marcella. And I was going to say inspired by her, but the bean wasn't inspired by Marcella because the bean came around way before Marcella existed. But the way we came across it is inspired by Marcella. We're doing a lot of Marcella fan, fanning, fan club. Fangirling. Yeah. Fangirling. Before we get into all that stuff, what are you smoking over there, Gretchen? I am going to be doing a little mixture of Pop Rocks and Frida just to uh, keep me upbeat. I really like this Pop Rocks. It was a gift from my friend Tamara. So we are, it's been very nice. It's a good daytime smoking weed and throw a little Frida in there to keep things in check and happy, happy, happy day. What are you smoking, Becca? That does sound nice. Love some Frida. I had a little bit of Frida earlier. Just threw it on top of my flower. It's always great. But today I've got a Stizzy Apple Tarts. It's got 25% THC, 8.7 milligrams per gram lemonine, then four milligrams per gram beta caryophylline. And I didn't write down the third terpene. That is all the information I have. Love the apple tart name and very excited to get into this lemonine dominant strain today. What are you drinking, Gretchen? I'm having some Orlana Vino Verde, hailing back all the way to our... Calde Verde. Calde Verde, thank you. What are you drinking? I have a Cabernet. It was a random pick from Sprouts. They have kind of those organic Argentinian wines and stuff that are like, you know, 10 bucks or something. (laughs) So this one is a Cab Sauvignon. It's called Huli, Julie, J-U-L-I. And it's got 13.9% alcohol, which is a little bit heavy for me. And it's a 2022. So this baby hasn't aged much. It's just. Um, oh, yeah. It's a it fresh is what one. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's fresh. <laughs> Making my teeth purple. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, it's not bad. It's nice. Do love me a 10 baller. 10 baller. Oh, no. $10 bottle of tasty wine. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So we've got our wine. We've got our weed. Let's talk about why we're using this bean today. Because we love Marcella. I think that's kind of the end all be all. But (laughs) that's probably really what it comes down to. I've been a lot more dried beans. Gretchen's been doing some more dried beans and she works like right next to this company called Rancho Gordo. It is a Napa company. I learned about it when I was working at Williams-Sonoma 
And if you are into dried beans, they have some really fun options. They've got a few pasta options. They are not paying us or sponsoring us in any way. Although, please, that would be awesome. Just really big fans of what they're up to over there. They have a bean called the Marcella bean. I didn't think much about it at first, but then looking into it, it is named after our dear friend, Marcella Hazan. Our posthumous friends. She yes. doesn't know we're friends with her, but we are friends with her. We are. In spirit. She yeah. cooks with us all the time, I decided. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there is a really beautiful story about how Rancho Gordo started growing or cultivating this bean. Cultivating? Growing? Yes, cultivating. Cultivating. Okay interchangeable interchangeable i'm gonna read from their website a little bit and i think it's very well written and it's beautiful story so here i go okay the marcella bean from heirloom italian seed this thin-skinned cannellini is named after italian cooking hero marcella hazan who encouraged our growing it this is a delicate tribute to a mighty force of nature i think they're talking about the beans and marcella in that phrase (laughs) But yes, I agree. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It says, Marcella beans are grown in California from Italian Serrana seed stock. Serrana is a cannellini bean with incredibly thin skin and when cooked properly, an indulgent creamy texture. So that's what we're hoping to get today. But it says you can use them in your kitchen as you would any small white European style bean. But with an ingredient like this, simple is often better. So here's the backstory from the owner, Steve, of Rancho Gordo. One day I was checking through our mail orders and I stopped in my tracks. There was an order from someone named Marcella Hazan in Florida. She ordered beans and even my first book, Heirloom Beans. It couldn't be. My mind raced back to the early 1980s in San Francisco in what was possibly the smallest apartment on Knob Hill. I was young, broke, and so happy to be living in the city. Every opportunity, I'd push up my Murphy bed into the wall and have dinner parties. My Bibles were Diana Kennedy's The Cuisines of Mexico, Paula Wolfert's Couscous and Other Good Food from Morocco, and perhaps the book with the most kitchen splatters was Essentials of Classic Italian Cooking by Marcella Hazan. I really think these women taught me to cook more than anyone else. After the order was sent, Marcella and I became online buddies. In addition to food, I also love music, and I'm a huge fan of Italian pop music from the 1960s. Marcella indulged, and I think even got a kick out of my obsession. At one point, I asked her what beans she missed the most from Italy. I assumed she'd say Lamon, the famous cranberry bean from Veneto or Zolfino, the delicate, almost gelatinous orbs that come from Tuscany. But she wrote back immediately that she missed Serana, a cannellini bean I'd never heard of. On a whim, I asked the staff to go hunting for the seed, and through some sleuthing and luck, we found it. I kept Marcella abreast of the growing, and she was encouraging. I'm going to leave it there. We tell the full story in our Patreon, but basically, Marcella didn't get to see the first growth of these beans because she did pass away, and Victor, her beloved, our beloved Victor, did agree to naming the beans after her. That's how Rancho Gordo started growing these beans, which is something that a bean grower had not heard of. So we got curious about what makes this bean special. I've heard of cannellini. I do appreciate that it's a thin skin, but you looked into it a little bit more and found that this particular bean is pretty cool. 
or at least very specialized. The serrana bean in particular, I think that is why it is a protected geographical area as far as if you're calling it a sonora bean. Sorry, I want to call it a sonora bean. It's serrana. I know, I think sonora is our side of the world. I know. So So there are 2.5 square miles of earth where you can grow this and call it the serrana bean. And apparently the elevation is above 700 to up to 2,500 feet of elevation that you can grow it. No wonder it was like a little bit of a chore to find some seed for stock because they probably weren't really giving that up. No, it doesn't sound like it to come from such a specific region. So it's kind of like champagne in that way. Yes. You can recreate the growing and the process, but you can't call it champagne outside of the champagne region. You can't call it a serrana outside of this region. Correct. So that's probably why it's named the Marcella bean also. Yes. Just just to make it clear where it's actually grown. Yeah. That I'm mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's part of it. Or maybe the either that or it's just something that they do at Rancho Gordo. They because it's something that isn't actually native to here. It is what it is. <laughs> this is a climbing type of bean. It's considered economically important to the survival of this particular region because it is very difficult. You can't actually use machinery. The The terrain is really rugged. And apparently they're very specific about when you plant it as well. You have to do it during the last moon of May. I hate terminology like that. <laughs> and the beans are grown on bamboo trellises eight feet high and they like a lot of moisture. Kind of unique growing conditions. Just kind of picky. Like Marcella. Like Marcella. (laughs) Well, anything else that stood out about the Marcella slash cannellini slash serrana? Since there's so few of them, the price, it is six times the cost of a regular cannellini beans or other types of cannellini beans. Six times. If you're getting like (laughs) the imported ones from this very Mm. specific region. Wow. Talk about the champagne of beans. Champagne of beans. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That no, that doesn't really work. <laughs> I mean, it kind of does, but that's just a few little factoids. I could go deeper, but it's just more specific. And I mean, aside from the fact that we have to point out the beans actually came from North America, so they haven't really been in Italy that that long, but. No, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Colonization. It's a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hard to break. But okay. Anyway. Well, that is very cool. I love knowing a little bit more about what makes the growing process special or why it's only grown in certain regions, whether that be climate or terrain or just decision making by the humans around there. Pretty cool to have this little bean pop up in our neck of the woods. And because we do want to do something cozy with it, we're going to make a soup. And Marcella has a soup called the white bean soup with garlic and parsley. We found the recipe in Food 52. Did you get the cookbook that this soup is in though? Oh, I don't know. I don't. Okay. No. Does it say? I'm not sure where it comes from. But we'll link the source to Food 52 so that if you don't have the book, you can still access the recipe. And the ingredients are pretty simple. It is a half a cup of extra virgin olive oil, 
one teaspoon of chopped garlic, six cups of cooked cannellini or other white beans, either canned or cooked from two cups of dried, which is the recommended process, she says. Then you need salt, black pepper, ground fresh from the mill, and one cup of homemade broth or water. She suggests if you are, you could, dil you could dilute beef stock and use one cup of canned beef stock with two thirds of cup of water. And then you'll need two tablespoons chopped parsley and thick grilled or toasted slices of crusty bread, which is listed as optional, but is not optional for me and Gretchen. <laughs> she says you can use canned or dried. Since we're on this whole journey of dried beans, should we talk a little bit about what steps we took to get to the beans to this point of going into the soup? Right. Yes. If you are going the dried route, step number one, I recommend soaking the beans. The package recommends two to six hours. So really not a long time. I'm kind of used to that being like overnight or in longer. That probably speaks to how the, thin the skin is, is what I'm thinking. And then it says after that, you want to cook it with aromatics for one to three hours. And if the longer you soak them, the less you usually have to cook them. But I did soak mine for two to three hours yesterday and then cooked them. And it still took a good two hours to get them to the point where they were nice and tender. I agree. I usually soak them for about six hours. I've also read that you don't want to go over six hours because I don't know why, but I don't know. Two to six. I did two, which was probably out of like laziness, but I did two yesterday. And then um, I think it says to boil, like a hard boil for 15 and then simmer for one to three hours on top of that, like Gretchen said, depending on how long you soaked it. So I did like a medium high boil for like an hour last night and then took everything off the heat, put it into a bowl with the liquid and put it in the fridge overnight. And then this morning got up and simmered it again for like another hour before it got where I wanted the beans to be. And then I drained them and I'm using that bean broth as the base for my broth with a few other additions. Had to adjust my CBD level a little bit. Okay, remind me what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just saying the steps I took and I ended up boiling mine for like an hour, not like a hard boil, but like a medium mm -hmm. high boil for an hour last night, put everything in the fridge with the liquid overnight. And then this morning did another lid on top simmer for at least an hour, maybe an hour and okay. a half. Mm -hmm. So you got to a full three. Yeah. Even with soaking. Yeah. Cause okay. I only soaked for two hours and then my aromatics were like five garlic cloves and two shallots. They'd also say, that you don't want to salt your beans too early because right. it can cause them to seize. Yep. I did a vegetable bouillon like way late in the process to get okay. my salt in there. Good. I yeah. approve of all those steps. That sounds right to Thank me. Thank you. Are you using beef stock? You are, right? Or beef broth? No, I actually made oh. a veggie broth. I was like, what do I have in the cupboard? I'll use this onion skin and that I got from this onion that I need. And then threw a bunch of shiitake mushroom stems in there. And then when I drained my beans, I drained the bean water into my stock. So now I have a lot of 
mushroomy veggie stock. I don't even know how well it'll be flavored. It might be, it might need to be cooked down some, but. Wow. It'll be full of nutrients. Yeah. In the beans. So in the mushrooms, that sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. The next steps are pretty simple. It has taken a couple of hours to get to this process It's or to get to this point. It's not hard work, but it does take time and mm -hmm. you can walk away for sure. It's not something that you have to be like eyes on every half an hour, like the granumel or something, but yeah, it does take time. It's not something, if you're using dried beans, you can't just kind of like start in the afternoon and expect to have everything you want the way you want it in a couple of hours. So you could, but, yeah. um, or at least you have to be willing to start from a canned bean that is not yeah. the, you know, Marcella yeah. Serrana bean. Sure. You know. For sure. For sure. Um, but we did say the steps are pretty easy. So I'll talk through those real quick and then we will get our butts into the kitchen. First step is going to be put that olive oil and the chopped garlic into a soup pot and turn on the heat to medium. Cook the garlic, stirring it until it becomes colored a very pale gold. Then we're going to add our beans, a pinch of salt, a few grindings of pepper, and cover and simmer gently for five to six minutes. Then we take half a cup of the beans from the pot and puree them through a food mill or a blender. Gretchen's going to use an immersion blender just right into the pot. So a couple of options there for you. And you want to blend up a portion of those beans with a little bit of broth to add a thickener. Then you simmer again for five to six minutes, taste and correct for salt and pepper. Then add in your parsley, turn off the heat, and then ladle over grilled bread slices into individual bowls. I did heat up some par-baked bread in the oven and Gretchen is doing a grill pan grill, grilled bread. <laughs> Sorry, it was just very awkward to go a grill, grilled, grill, grill pan. A grilled, a grilled, grilled, grilled pan, pan bread. Yeah. So pretty easy. World level one. I would think so. Especially if you're not fussing about with dry beans, you're going to be. Yeah. This is going to take no time at all. Like you've got some broth, veggie broth, either in your fridge or in your pantry. You could mm -hmm. execute this in 20, 20 minutes tops. I mean, that is going to be our time challenge right now. Totally. All right. Should we get going then? Should we do Probably. this? We start with our oil and garlic? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. We're in the kitchen. We're going to get our pans to medium and get our oil and garlic on. Pan's going. I do have to measure my olive oil. Okay, you're measuring. I've no, got no. my garlic and oil in the pan. It's a half a cup of oil. Yeah. It's a lot of oil. Feels like a lot, yeah. I mean, it is olive oil. It should be good for you. Yeah. Not sure I really and jazzed about using extra virgin at this step, but. For the heat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least. I mean, the soup will be, it'll be nice to have that fat in the soup. For sure. For sure. I mean, it's kind of essential. <laughs> I think that's what I've been discovering <laughs> lately is that you, you have to put in some sort of fat. There's a certain amount of things are making weird noises. Fat that just, you just need. Extra virgin olive oil is a really good, it's a good one. And I mean, I guess I did know that because of that place that we won't talk about. Yes. Um, <laughs> where we learned about olive oil, but where we learned about all the olive oil. 
that I'm still bitter to this day. It's only been <laughs> 10 years. Oh my God, that's wild. But at least they have it on a low, like lower heat medium instead right, of a high right. heat with the extra virgin. Probably how we can get away with it. Let's remind ourselves that heat levels are important. Yes, and you just kind of wipe out all the good things about the olive oil if you do a too high heat on the extra virgin. And we're not, look, uh, we're looking for gold, right? Is what we're looking gold. for here. Pale gold. gold. Very pale gold. gold. Very pale gold. And then it's beans. Okay, I've got a pale gold going. I'm going to start adding my beans. There's a lot of beans. It's a lot of beans. There's a lot of beans. Okay, <laughs> I have to kick the heat up a little bit here. Love beans and oil and garlic, yeah. Right? It's one of the best things in the whole wide world. I love that smell. I know the first recipe in the little pamphlet they gave me at Rancho Gordo when I was there, of course, I've got a bunch of carrots in here. I didn't bother to get out, but mine's going to be a bit orange as well. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, there was, this is supposed to be like a white bean soup. Oh, well. Um, is a, like, just Tuscan beans on toast kind of thing, but added, and I know this doesn't really appeal to you, but it sounds good to me a layer of lardo under mm, the beans mm -hmm. and I was like oh yeah well that that you're right that would be good we could do that mm -hmm. I I love like a white bean mash with roasted garlic oh yeah, yeah. this cooks for five to six minutes we got to add some salt and pepper it's been about two so much garlic I don't mm -hmm. think I said that I was going to use three cloves of garlic. So I'm just like blowing the garlic out of the water here because I added <laughs> a bunch of cloves into the actual beans yesterday. Even more today. Even more today. This is really a garlic bean soup or mm -hmm. bean garlic soup, maybe. That's still a lot of beans, but it is a lot inching close there on the garlic ratio. But I chopped up a bunch of onion in there too. This is actually going to be a very healthy soup. Yeah, and all veggies. The all the talk about how bad you know farming animals is for the planet no. at the at the volume we do is upsetting me at this point. It is really sad. It's like a quick thing we could change. <laughs> we don't. I mean, it's like, and we don't even have to eliminate it, but we do have no. to drastically cut it back. Like, yeah. And veggies are fun. Veggies are so flavorful if you want them to be. I mean, I was boasting about my cool purple cabbage earlier. I do get excited about vegetables. I suppose Herb Nerd really covers that as well, as far as I'm nerdy about plants. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. All plants. All plants, not just herbs. Mm -hmm. I am a nerd for all plants. Mm -hmm. Then after five to six minutes, we're going to add, oh, we take some beans out or blend. Or blend. Yeah. Yes. I have to get my blender out. <laughs> my blender. Oh, it's already out. Darn it. <laughs> okay. Wait, we add the broth though, right? No, do you, it, it doesn't, it's kind of sneaky. It says, take some beans out, puree them with a little broth, and then add everything back with all the broth. I mean, okay. I think since you're going to puree in, in, in it, yeah. might as well put it in. Okay. And I'm not measuring anything. Okay. There we go. Just go for it. Yeah. It is in a measured container. That should be about a cup. As always, adjust. Adjust as to your taste. Mm -hmm. Especially with soups. They need a lot of salt or, you know, they, they need a lot of stuff. 
It's so orange. It's orange. Because yeah, of the carrots in there? Because I put orange carrots in it. I should oh, have boy. used white carrot. That would have been so much better. Or light yellow oh, at the very yeah. least. I'm, I don't even think I need to mill mine at all. It's really thick. I'm going to have to add a whole bunch more broth. <laughs> of course, I forgot to shake it. I could get some of the beamy goodness off the bottom of the bean broth. I feel so efficient using, like, making this with, like, the onion scraps and yeah it's very homesteady yeah well you know I like to practice my my skills mm -hmm. I know that's great okay I'm gonna blend my beans must have been smashed because I don't think I'm gonna have to blend at all wow it's quite thick <laughs> oh god need more salt need more salt mean we're maybe eight minutes nine minutes total at this point <laughs> Okay. Mine's pretty much done. <laughs> Plus, I just kind of did the whole bag of beans. So it's probably a little bit more mm -hmm. than six cups. I don't know why the orange is just really irritating me as a shade for this soup. I guess it is interesting to have an orange soup that's not like butternut squash or just carrot. Right? <laughs> Especially a bean. It's like weird to have an orange bean. Yeah. I, I can't it quite... tastes great. Oh, I'm sure it will. I just, yeah, as I said, I don't really know why, but it's bothering me. <laughs> I don't know. I think I could have put a lot more garlic in there, even. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, I'm not hit it on the salt yet. Ooh, you know what you could do if you're feeling saucy? Mm. <laughs> God, I'm nerd. All right. Uh, shit, now I lost the thread. Oh, that'll come back to me. It was soup related. It'll come back. Oh, if you have a rind of Parmesan sitting around. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yum, yum, yum. Which I might have one of those hanging around. Yeah, throw it in. Yeah, it says simmer for another five to six minutes. Taste, correct for salt and pepper. Add Parmesan rind. Then throw in your parsley or thyme, whatever you're using. And then the last step will be to ladle over the bread. So here we are closing in the last stretch here. Oh, and cover to simmer. Ah, oh, okay. Then yes, I also need to put a lid on. I keep a bunch of Parmesan rinds in my freezer. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. Of course, I have the problem of feast or famine with my ingredients. Mm. I used to keep them in the fridge, but they go bad so quickly. Mm -hmm. Or so much more quickly and freezing them doesn't hurt at all. Especially when you're I just wonder, down to the rind. And sometimes I feel like if you put the rind in the soup for too long, it gets too squishy. So I wonder if freezing it helps keep a little more structure. Well, it could remove at least remove additional moisture from it. And mm -hmm. that's definitely a possibility at the very mm -hmm. least. Let's see where I'm at flavor-wise. It needs something. I'm not sure what, though. I feel like I want a little lemon or something. It's exactly what I was going to say. Okay. I think Maybe I might zest a little in. Uh -huh. too. Good idea. I like how uh, alike-minded we are. Mm -hmm. Of course, I also probably want to be a little careful and not go way too over the top on flavoring agents and then end up with something I can't eat later. That does happen yeah. to me every once in a while where it's like something tastes really good the day of. <laughs> and you're like, wow, that had way too much lemon zest. Yeah. Like, oh gosh, that was uh, a bit of a misstep there. So hard to tell. Mm -hmm. I'm getting smarter as I get older. Thank <laughs> God. Start with that. 
added about a teaspoon. Splattery. Okay. Somewhere between a teaspoon and a tablespoon. Okay. Yeah, probably the same. I did like half a lemon. Maybe a little more pepper. Oh, for sure. Yes, pepper. And I think I'm good. Why are you so struggling? How can I help you, pepper grinder? Live! Live, pepper grinder, live! But I do think that lemon helped. It was needed. I also can't believe I'm saying this, but I think I want a little more olive oil. And the garlic has a little bit too much of a bite for me. So I'm going to, I need to simmer it a little more. Okay. I was going to say something, but forgot already. So I'm going to put this in my mouth. Oh, yes. I agree with your olive oil statement. <laughs> That's what I was going to agree with. But also when you serve, you should be drizzling it with a little olive oil, I think. So maybe that's where the extra richness comes in. Not, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just, you can always, that's something you can always adjust. At the, For sure. The it end. doesn't have to go in now. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little too much. I didn't cook the garlic down enough before I added the beans in. So I just need things to simmer a little bit longer. But it's really tasty. The beans are really good. Yeah, the, there's a lot coming through from that broth, and just the time that I love uh, that I used is very fresh and nice. Adding like a nice herby rootiness to it. <laughs> How's your parsley? Oh, well, I chopped up some more just to make sure, or I chopped some and then more. <laughs> I added added it to the soup yet? So, so I sp I'm supposed to turn it off, right? Oh, it's on farewell. Yeah. yeah, it's like swirl in the parsley and turn off the heater kind of, it does say swirl in first, then heat, but <laughs> I'm going backwards. <laughs> I'm going to go with a little more parsley. Yeah, I still think I could put maybe another garlic clove in here without too much trouble, but mine did get very gar golden. So yeah. it really was very fully cooked before I added my beans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel like I could do a little more garlic. I just don't want it the way. I wish I thinly sliced it mm. instead of chopping it and just yeah. let it cook down that way. Yeah. But Well, yeah, because you're sensitive to your alliums. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you, you do like your alliums <laughs> and so... But I mean, I did have some with the bread. I didn't make a whole bowl, but I just kind of dipped a little piece of the bread. In oh, yeah. it's really good. Let me see. I will do the honors then. Okay, let's do an official taste. I like the thickness <laughs> with pureeing the beans in there. Yeah, I definitely would not need to puree, the, puree any more into mine because it is mm -hmm. very thick. Mm -hmm. Here it comes. The official taste test. I've added more parsley. More olive oil, and it's on some bread. So I'm giving the bread a second to soak up this soup situation. Not ready yet. Soup situation. <laughs> it can always be a soup situation. What's the soup situation? There's a lot of restaurants you can use that line at. Mm-hmm. It's true. Soup du jour. What's the soup situation? It's a soup situation. If I ever had, a, if we ever have like a, you know, when we get to the uh, high gluttony compound, if we're doing that like lunches or dinners that mm -hmm. people could order a la carte it'll That's definitely called. be called the soup situation yeah the soup situation 100 <laughs> percent. well now i regret not going outside and lighting the grill and grilling it over a grill mm. like that 
It just doesn't. It, yeah, <laughs> I need the carcinogen. Carcinogen yeah. flavor it needs to be mm -hmm. there. I agree. Yeah. It is nice to have a crust. That's helpful. Mm -hmm. A char would really help with the beans. It would just bring out the lemon too. But it is really good, and I'm so glad you suggested the lemon zest because I think it's perfect. Yeah, it's just really light and subtle, and I love the beans. They are very creamy. They're very delicate. They've just like almost disappeared. But for me, they're still a little with the shape and stuff. Really nice, really simple, just a good hearty fall soup. Yeah. And when I'm grilling things outside, I'm also grilling them over like olive wood. Mm, so that even yeah. like has its own flavor that's absurdly good I love it growing over olive wood it's amazing um, I was also just thinking if you grilled your lemon <gasps> oh Becca coming mm -hmm. in with a swerve mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but if we take it one step further and go grilled preserved lemon ooh, like in a foil packet or something almost like so I, well, I'd, I'd probably have to play with that idea a little bit to see what yeah. the, the right method would be, because I would be tempted to just set it on the grate and let mm -hmm. it grill. Mm -hmm. mm, that sounds delicious. Yes. Yum. Yum, yeah, yum, no. yum. Yum, yum, yum. Now I might be doing something different with my afternoon. <laughs> um. How long did that take us all in? It could have taken us 30 minutes, probably. My timer on my video, I did stop it at one point was 21 mm -hmm. minutes so okay not bad so yeah we probably took a little longer than we could have but it was pretty simple at the end of the day and I do think world level one all in and you don't even have to blend it if you don't want to or if you just want to mash or whatever you can even save that step too and save the dishes and it's super simple yeah. I mean, mine is, I have no blending required. I just keep eating mm -hmm. it. I'm like, mm, this is good <laughs> because my, like some of the beans had started to break down a little bit. And so once I was stirring it, even that stirring action was breaking the beans up to a level that mm -hmm. was releasing Thickened. it into the soup. So yeah. yeah, I'm, you know, sure you can go that extra step, but I just don't think it's necessary, mm. but I'm also well, efficient. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so we love efficiency. We love efficiency. Well, very tasty. Pairs yeah. well with CBD gummies from Busy CBD. <laughs> Use our discount code, all caps, H-G-B-I-Z-Z-Y at Busy CBD. And join our Patreon to hear the full Marcella story about the, the, bean, the Sonora slash Marcella bean because we love anything with Victor and get to hear from him again. So join the Patreon, like, and subscribe, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Instagram, comment, I guess. Like, subscribe. Nice yeah. <laughs> join our Patreon. There's a lot of these things at the end now. You should throw yeah. some in the beginning just for fun. We try. It yeah. is. It's a lot to do with everything we do, mm -hmm. but all right, we're doing amazing. It's November. We've got this. Make your soups, make your beans, and off we go. Off we go. Yeah, off I we got go. The, God, coconut. So coconut. 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 I'm gonna scare the crap out of the bunnies. Oh.
hole. Sorry, bunny. Okay. We're not done with the coconut ever. No, ever, never, ever. <laughs>